This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Guy Jeans, and thanks for being here. Um, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Costa Sunglasses, Sims Fishing Products, Reddington Fly Rods, and Pelican Coolers. And today we are going to be doing a guide roundtable with the Bueller Brothers and what's happening out there on the Southern Sierra waters and uh, what we're going to be doing and all that kind of stuff and what we're fishing and all that. And uh, we're going to get right to it. Rob and Ryan, how you guys doing? Good. Hey now. Right on. So let's talk about uh, what we've been doing out there, the fishing and, and what you guys have been doing as far as, uh, well, have you guys been fishing the 20-mile stretch above the bridge? You've been on the lower current. Where have you guys been at? Want to start, Ryan? Yeah, I will start. Okay, cool. Um, we've been fishing the 20-mile and above the bridge. Um, a couple of weeks ago, our water came up a little bit from those hot days, but it's come down again, cleared up really nice, kind of little off color where the fish aren't spooked at all. And it's been really good up and down everywhere, actually. Nice. It really has. All our guide trips have been really fun. A lot of first time, um, flies, people getting their fish on the fly for the first time. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Ridiculous amount, like literally 15 to 20 between us over the last month, <clears throat> excuse me, over the last, not even like two weeks, two to three yeah. weeks. Crazy. It's been a spring break all around for the different weeks. So this last month has been really busy and it's been a lot of those first timers and it's been awesome. They get yeah. so excited and it's um, really cool to turn them on to that and turn them on to the current. Oh, for sure. Are, are you seeing uh, dry fly action for these new people? Are you seeing, are you nymphing with them? What are you we doing? start off nymphing in the morning, get them used to casting that bobber around. And then after that, we go to some dries and they have been, we doing the fuzzy wuzzy dry dropper. Yeah. And then they've been hitting stimulators lately. Uh-huh. So we just been prospecting around with little of that. Robbie's clients the other day got them. And so um, today I did that and Jim got a couple on the simulators. Great. Size 12. Uh, I was a little bigger. Okay. Yeah, the size, uh, I think it's the size six I was using today. All right, on. So that he could see them a little better. Cool. Yeah, and it's been a couple of clients. We went above the bridge, mm-hmm. and um, Nymphin was off the hook, and it was right after that rainstorm, and we didn't get any dries that day. Everything oh, okay. was underwater for me. Uh-huh. And Robbie went out a couple of days later, and it was the opposite. It was like, you know, all dries, and like he went out and got. Yeah, I think the... the the water today, I would say, 
was just a little bit stained. Yeah. Not bad though. I mean, you could still it, see down a little bit. It's getting cleaner and cleaner yeah, every yeah. day because we had the rain last yeah. Thursday night. Yeah. And Friday was a mess through half the day and it even started cleaning up later Friday because I think almost all the rain was in the local creeks. Yeah. So some snow in the higher country and it it's just been cleaning up every day since then. So it was a, it was a mess kind of on the weekend, but mm-hmm. it, like you said, it, it's beautiful right now and getting cleaner every day. Yeah, I I uh, was above the bridge today and um first spot I uh, I stopped at, I just started kind of prospecting, you know, yeah. bam, big That's old, great. big fuzzy wuzzy size six red. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. And then I caught a couple on that. And then, um, I said, I'm going to try an orange one. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> and then I, Rob told me that they were doing, uh, you guys were doing a stimulator. So I, I'm going to try one of these stimulators. Bam. Yeah. It was awesome. just, on, it was on. And then I kept moving around and stuff, and it seemed like every spot I went to, I'd either get a flash or get a fish, you know? Yep. It was like that yesterday with clients as well. Yeah. And then I just started, okay, I'm going to try, I'm going to throw a little dropper on, you know, ba-bam. It was yeah. on. It was just, you know. And what was your dropper you using there? A, a hair's ear. Have any flash yeah. in it, do you know? No, it was just a natural hair's yeah, ear excellent. with a bead. Okay. Gold bead. Yeah. Um, but it was just, uh, they, they seemed to like that. And I didn't really change after that. And um, I was finding them uh, in the little side channels as well. And they, toward the back of the runs. So yeah, they, yeah. And when the water got yeah. higher and dirtier, they, I believe, like you said, they pushed to the side and to the back, and they mm-hmm. haven't really moved all the up and deep yet. They're still kind of hanging out. Yeah. In the yeah. My guy Jam on the stimulator Accessible today water. was that. They mm-hmm. were kind of back into the side. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean, real soft water. There's some like side channels that don't really, they, they have like a trickle going through them okay. you know, usually, but now the water's up a, a couple feet maybe. And uh, those little channels are, are, uh, you know, got, got water running through yeah. them and there's fish in them because the, it's it, like a little stream. So, so great. Cool. I think it's four, just over 400 cubic feet per second. Mm-hmm. And it was a, few weeks ago we had that really hot weather and it pushed over 800 mm-hmm. so all the you know all those fish moved out of that yeah hard water in the middle and moved off to the side and they just haven't moved back into the middle yet yeah and those little channels like you're talking about got filled in and they're yeah. in there and it's nice water now it's super sweet definitely foam is home it was like it seemed like uh you could throw the fly in the foam and the foam line you know coming off the off the rocks you know where right. the seam was and they were just there you know, I mean, it's just a great time to be up here. It is. It Weather's is. been really nice. Yeah. Water temps are wonderful. I did see some salmon flies up by up okay. a little bit higher. We've been seeing yeah. less in the 20 mile section. Yeah. I was out over the last couple of days and we saw one yesterday about, it was about a mile above the bridge. Yeah. But they're still yeah. hitting yeah. that fuzzy they're So they're still yeah. there and, yeah. and the fish are obviously used to seeing them. Have you guys seen any yellow sallies yet? Ooh, no, I haven't. I did today. What'd you see there. the other day, Robbie? Um, Lots of March Browns, yeah. uh, Caddis Hatch as well, uh-huh. um, but not the Sally's yet. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. I did see March Browns too, butterflies, uh-huh. crane yeah. flies. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, what else did I see? Uh, in the yellow Sally's, salmon flies. So, yeah, okay. saw a bunch. My trip the other day was with a couple that's gone out with Robbie before, brought the mom and dad out, and we stumbled across a butterfly hatch. Oh, uh, yeah. That salmon. Yeah. Nice. And Salmon Falls, and we didn't we didn't know. We just went there, and all of a sudden, they were everywhere around us. It was one of the coolest things Did I've the, experienced up here. What kind of butterfly? 
It was the painted ladies <laughs> and also a few of the swallow tails uh-huh. and then these little tiny purple ones. Uh-huh. And it was epic. Uh-huh. It was one of those things that you can't plan for, but just being out on the water all the time, yeah. all of a sudden you experience it. It was great. It's a beautiful thing, yeah. man. So Rob, uh, when your clients got a trophy brown trout, let's hear about that. Whoa. Insane fish for the current of massive brown trout. Um, it was uh, super exciting for all of us, actually. So, yeah. you know, obviously, yeah. Was he new? Was he a new fly fisher? Or? He's yeah, he is relatively new. He's uh, fly fished once before. He's gone out with me, and then over the last two years, his wife and I have gone out four times, and each time it's two days. So this was, that was his seventh time to go out on the current. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, you know, oh, new wow. and fresh, uh-huh. and doesn't go fishing in between. They spend you know, six months to a year in between each trip. So yeah, okay. definite, definite beginner still, and it's still really fresh. So set up the situation. How did it go down? And, you know, well, first of all, tell, we should probably tell people how rare those, um, those big Browns are to catch anyways. So, we, know, yes. we know they're in there, but yeah. a little backstory on the whole family, which is crazy. This uh, is really good. So said I've gone out with them before and last June they brought the family and had Ryan and I go out with all of them and take the family out and treat the family. And his niece, Mara, catches a 13-inch brown, and his wife catches, uh, uh, Dawn catches a 10-inch brown on the same day, and this was last June. So between the family that are all brand-new fly fishers, they've already got two browns on the kern under mm-hmm. their belt which we know just the browns in general are rare <laughs> right. let alone something of this size and then yeah. and then david catches this massive at least 20 inches probably yeah. up 20 21 inch brown uh-huh. you know probably around five pounds very very thick um catches massive trophy brown um so they got three of them now between the family and maybe fish the kern eight days between them <laughs> nuts. Totally awesome. nuts the picture of that brown right away i saw it it's just like perfect but yeah, it's just so beautiful. The tail, the size, that little blue glow halo right in the, at the gill plate. And then you notice that big fat belly. Yeah. It, it's been and eating good. It has yeah. been eating good out there. So the was tell us the so, setup and stuff. Yeah, it was it was not super deep water. Um, uh, Is it slow water? No, there was some good current coming through there. Um, it's not what I call pocket water necessarily, but channel water where it's dropping off from one section to the next and some good current in each little section. So we were working our ways up through each little section uh, with dry dropper. And they were on that day, they were mostly hitting the dropper and we were getting a few cause it was right as the water was clearing. So this was several days ago. And at that point we were getting two, three, maybe four fish out of the whole day to hit that fuzzy wuzzy. So almost everything was on the dropper and setting them up in in a little slot and moved them out in the water a little bit with a strong current in front of us and we were reaching over high sticking into the soft slower what what we call cushion water um, on the other side of the current so he got a great drift it was on the second or third drift in the spot um fly uh fuzzy wuzzy went under he said immediately and he knew right away that it was a big fish he said something right away wow this isn't moving uh, what do I do? And luckily, the, I looked. So then I peek over his shoulder, and I'm looking at how much line he has off the reel and if we should get the line on the reel or if I should have him strip or not. 
And I go, go ahead and get it on the reel. And the, a little bit of the lines wrapped around the reel. And so he was smooth as silk, flips the line off the reel, a couple reels, and it's on the reel. As soon as he gets it on the reel, the thing rips upstream. Nice. Right to the head of the run. And then just lodges there for quite a bit. And we, you know, we worked for quite some time before we got it in. We had to put quite a bit of pressure on it, let him run him back forth through the pool, and then finally worked him in. Yeah. I mean, those those big guys are rare, man. That's what a, what a great experience for that dude. And he was blown. Yeah, he had he obviously had no idea of yeah. the you know um, rareness of that fish, but mm-hmm. he was blown away by the experience. Awesome. Um, he's because he's he go, he's caught a bunch of fish, you know, on the eight or so trips he's gone yeah. out, and and he goes, nothing has ever been like that. It was insane. <laughs> and then I go, you have no idea how rare this thing is, dude. <laughs> you were stoked, dude. <laughs> a oh, little bit, had the, a bit. <laughs> lots of lots of whooping and high fives for sure. Uh, that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, we know how many you know. A couple times a year, we hear those stories and. People hook into them, but it just doesn't go right where it runs downstream, busts you off. People muscle it too much. And this one just turned out everything was perfect that day. It it was perfect. We had strong tippet on, and then he was super um, um, calm, I guess, through the whole situation. We kind of talked each other through it. I, I talked to him. Uh, how to you know get it on the rail like, hand off the rail when he wants to run as soon as he comes at you reel in that slack mm-hmm. keep tight and then in the middle he's he starts telling me i got a lot of pressure on him i got a lot of pressure on him and it's in the middle of the run and it's not coming at it's just lodged in the middle <laughs> and so at a certain point i was oh, how long is this going to keep up do we need mm-hmm. to put a little side pressure to try and pull him into some cushion water mm-hmm. and i had him dip the rod a little and it didn't budge at all So I asked him if he could, he was, like I mentioned at the beginning, he was in the middle of the run. I asked him if he could step back and get toward the shore a little bit. He goes, yeah, I can move back. Steps back like three steps. Ask him to drop the rod over to the side. And the fish slid right into that soft pocket. And we were able to scoop him up. Nice, dude. Yeah, it was cool. It's good guiding. So it was was absolute teamwork. It It was super cool. That's good, man. That's really cool. A lot of people have no idea the... And that was in the 20 mile stretch. I want to make sure. Yeah, correct. That. It was, you know, that, um, I mean, we've caught Browns all the way down, you know, to the lake, you know, all the way up to, you know, up into the national park. Right. But these big ones, um, seem to be, I've seen are in the 20 mile stretch. Okay. And, and why do you guys think that is? I That's, have a theory. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's definitely more bigger food source for them there. <laughs> And especially those stalker fish yeah. that they throw in, they seem to yeah. be around there a lot of times. Yeah. Yep. The, the, the bigger brown trout I've seen have always been in those stalker areas. Yeah. You know, I think they just sit in there and eat stalkers, man. And what we've seen that at so many other bodies of water where they do that. And those, yeah. they know when it comes and they'll sit there and take advantage of it. Yeah. That's a, that's a cool experience, man. Yeah. That's it was really, special. That's really neat. Okay, and one of the things I want to point out, Robbie said, is they had stronger tippet on. Mm. Um, when you're on the current, bump up your tippet. Everyone fishes 6X. They lose their flies for one instantly, and you don't have much of a chance of getting fish like that in if you get hooked into it. So Rob and I fish 3X and 4X a lot. 
Yeah. Robbie fixes 3X all the time, in fact. The, the, the clients came in today um, from, from that trip. They're staying for a few days in town, and they got some gear to go out tomorrow. They're going to go out and try, which they never do. So yeah. it's kind of, they're kind of geeked, so it's kind of cool. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> How can you not be? <laughs> and I showed they, they had their gear that they brought in. We go, we got a couple things here. Tell us what we need. Tell us what we should get. And they had 5X and 6X tipping. I go, well, you might want to get something a little stronger. And I talked to them about the fish we caught. And then I talked to them about what Ryan and I have a theory on this river that it's very, very rare that the fish are tippet shy or tippet sensitive. It's only when the water is extremely clear and in those you know rare times and for the most part there's a little bit off color water here and and we say it's presentation oriented on whether you're getting a bite or not whether you get a good presentation of the fish so set them up with some stronger tippet today um and stress this the better presentation and then the water's that stained color like you said so yeah. no need for the super no. thin tippet right yeah. now yeah yeah, and you know that heavier tippet, like today I was using 3X on my big size 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It helps turn it over. It's easier yeah. to cast the bigger flies. And you don't pop your flies off as easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so a couple things I want to talk about too is a couple product things. Um, we just uh, got the Sage, the new Sage R8 rod in the shop, and uh, we have a couple of them in the shop, and uh, um I, I just got back. Oh, I'm going to talk about that too. My little Mexico deal. But, um, um, so I haven't really seen the new Sage rods yet. And I picked up that Sage R8 today and I, you can ask Rob, I was like kind of blown away. It's like just how light it is. I haven't cast it yet, but it nope. is the lightest rod I think I've ever felt. Man. That was my but, first impression too. It was like, Oh my yeah. God. And recently we've liked the trace and it's super light. And this one yeah. was even lighter. It yeah. will be yeah. unbelievable for the situation we've had the last two days. So the first day I was telling you with the clients, we were, we got a couple fish to rise for that fuzzy wuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday was nuts. Fish were rising everywhere. They were skipping right over the dropper, hitting the fuzzy wuzzy right away. We switched to simulators. They were going right to the stimulator. So that I think that rod is going to be epic with the dry fly setup or a double dry setup. Yeah, should be fantastic. Right. Feels so good. Take that thing out and cast it here. <laughs> um, a couple other things too. School wise, um, the uh, the bass clinic that I'm doing on Saturday is full. Um, we'll get some more of those going too cool. for sure. Um, and then we have the the weekend after that. Um, what do we have the uh oh the surf clinic and then carp clinic oh yeah too? yeah we have surf clinic on the seventh in ventura then we have a carp clinic on the 14th here yep. at lake isabella and then oh we have also the beginner, beginner class, class those yeah beginner clinic and then you guys are holding a fly tying clinic that evening and that's on the 14th the 14th and 15th is beginning number two class also. if you guys haven't uh, been to a bueller brothers fly tying uh, class and you're missing out so sign up for that online it's a lot of fun and just ordered a whole bunch of new Renzetti vices today and they should be coming in just in time for the class and there, there's some super new uh, additions they have is a like a metallic blue color on their traveler Ooh. vice nice. and um, the other ones like and kind of an army green color so we got some of those coming in too um, what else so oh then we also have a streamer clinic on the 30th i think of may 
So if you guys want to learn a little bit more, uh, I'm sorry, not a streamer clinic, um, a small stream clinic. Um, and then we're going to get a streamer clinic together. Okay, sweet. So the small stream clinic is on the 30th. Sorry about that, you guys. And then um, we're going to put uh, a streamer clinic in the mix here pretty soon. They've been well. hammering those streamers lately with the higher water. I've been doing, I haven't had a client fish them, but I've fished myself and got some. And then T.O. was out the other day. I saw her the other evening and she was fishing with a nymph when I left her and had her check in, you know, when she got back into town. And she said she ended up hooking six on a streamer, took the nymph off, went streamer, hooked six and got five in. So um streamer action is definitely on right now awesome um what else uh, anything else you guys got going on hmm. you think of right now no robbie's just getting ready we're getting ready to take the boat up to crowley there we go it's Crowley. getting it's opening this saturday actually awesome and you got some trips scheduled up there already uh, don't yeah you? definitely have yeah. some trips so already you guys on the books. who love crowley or want to be introduced to crowley give us a call we'd love to take you out and um show you how we love to fish crowley it's a wonderful fishery where you don't have to be experienced to get out there and get into fish. But if you are experienced, you can really have a good time and take advantage of that great bite. You have a chance of getting that Crowley Slam anytime out there. 20-inch uh, rainbows, browns, cutthroats. Um, it's a great fishery, so give us a call if you want to get out there on the water. How about your um, uh, saltwater outing? Yeah, yeah. Um I just wanted to ask you real quickly about Crowley before I yeah, talk about that. Is that when when does that open and when does that start? It opens on this Friday, um, but we're not taking the boat up until a week after. So okay. mid May, like the I think we're going to go up on the ninth and tenth. Anytime after that, anyone wants to book a trip, we'll be available and happy to take you out. All the people that went on the uh, Crowley trips uh, last year were just stoked, man. Absolutely, the absolutely. fish the fish are big, they're they huge are. and strong, and there's usually quite a few of them. Yeah. Catch yeah, it's a good time. Outing, you know? And this should be a good year. Last year, the water was kind of funky mid-year, just like it was everywhere. The water got warm, you know, just like on all the rivers and low. And we have much better water supply up in Mammoth this year. It, should be a, it looks to be a great season. Yeah, yeah, sweet. So I wanted to tell one story. I went to uh, Mexico, you know, for uh, about 11 days, and I went with a bunch of fishy dudes. And uh, one of them was Glenn Ueda, who I've had, actually had on the podcast, and um, he's pretty... Uh, saltwater savvy so the whole the whole idea of me going on this uh mexico trip uh down to ishalak mexico was to learn of course and catch a bunch of species that that i haven't caught before and that sort of thing and um the interesting thing about this place is that you have two guides on on the boat which is kind of cool you know they have they have the senior guide who's actually on the platform pulling you and looking for fish and then they have a guy who's kind of a guy just kind of learning but he's actually really good too they're both i went with like i don't know 10 different guides i think you know and 10 different um crew members too but um they're really good at spotting fish of course you know they can see the fish way before you can see them you know so it's a it's kind of cool to be, be in that in that area you right. know? it's like us with our clients yeah. in the water you know you're like oh did you see that and they're like no <laughs> yeah. and, say, and then we're like that when you go out to the ocean yeah. they, they go did you see that and you're like no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah so that was pretty cool um the you know i didn't know how i guess how hard it is to catch a permit you know and and um you know a lot of these guys that went on this trip have been two or three times and not caught a permit yep 
And um, so they're back again, you know, trying to get their permit, you know, and that's a permit. If people don't know, is a saltwater fish that's kind of fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply considered a, a the crown jewel of the saltwater species or something that's you know, the it's super hard yeah, it's super hard to catch i guess nope. and so it's one uh, of the big three yeah, yeah yeah so um you know going down there i knew that i knew that this was a, a permit place and that um, people go there to catch permit and you have a good shot at catching permit and whatnot so the first day we go out and um i go with a a guy and he, I go, you go first, man, you know, cause you have to switch off. You can't fish at the same time, which kind of sucks. So, yeah. you, you know, you get like four hours of fishing and he gets four hours of fishing. <laughs> the rest of the time you're watching. <laughs> yeah. But you're actually spotting fish too but, at the same time, but you're yeah, Jones at the same teamwork, time. It's a teamwork kind of thing. Yeah. And then if you get out of the boat, you can both fish, which is kind of cool. Uh, but he got up and he, um, he had a couple shots at permit and, um, and then like his first hour was up, you know? And then um, I got up um, on the first hour, and I what happened was like uh, these jacks, Jack Cravel started um, just slashing the water, and my guide's all oh, those are jacks, and um, I, I I go cool, and he's all put on a popper, and, you know, so I put on this big white popper, and I'm like man, what, what popper? Like I was tripping, you know, like yeah. a popper, really a popper? And he's all yeah, put it on, amigo. And, um, and you could see him slashing over by the beach. He's like, they coming, they coming. I'm like, okay. And he's like, cast two o'clock, cast two o'clock. I cast and, um, I, he's all strip, strip. And my, I'm stripping, stripping. And he's all cast again, 50 feet, one o'clock. Haul it out there. Boom. He's all wait, wait, wait. <laughs> street, street, street. Faster, amigo. Faster, amigo. Street, street. Boom. Oh, yeah. So, awesome. I mean, and I don't, I don't even see the thing. You can see it on the platform, you know. Yeah. Wow. And so that thing towed me around for, Sweet. I don't know, twenty minutes maybe awesome. or something ah. around the boat. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing I could do. And the other funny thing was I wasn't really prepared, and they, they, the other guy kind of gets your line. Um, they put it upside down so it goes out, you know, correctly. Right. And, um, and so I wasn't really prepared and the thing wrapped around my wrist as the thing was running and I'm like, Oh, 
no, no, and it got it off my wrist, and then it was wrapped around my rod all wrong, you know, of course. <laughs> but finally got semi-organized and, yeah. and landed that thing. Um, the other cool thing was then, you know, we went on through the rest of the day, and we were looking for a permit. And then um, the guy that was on my boat, he caught one. And then, and then our, uh, our guide gets a conch shell, you know, this, they're, they're Mayan, you know, and he gets this conch shell. <laughs> you know, he's all stoked. I mean, he's stoked. The, oh, it's big the, for him. Five, yeah. it's, the vibe Between is the high. other guides, he's like, yeah, yeah I'm the man. Oh, yeah, now. and all the other guides could hear that, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> They're like, damn it. <laughs> and so, um, and so he caught one, you know, I'm like, oh, cool, you know, and then um, it was later in the afternoon. It was like almost time to go in about 3.30 and then we, we pulled up on, there was a school and they were, they're going around, you know, they're moving all over the place. And so we get out of the boat and um, I've got those uh, Sims flat sneakers on, thank God. And um, I'd, I'd be walking in the sand and I'd sink up to my waist. Okay. And I'd have to hold on to him. I felt like this old dude, you know, some of the old dudes <laughs> yeah. hold on. That's your you know what I'm saying? That's your walking stick yeah, for those guys. Dude, yeah, dude, I was just like that. You know how those dudes hold on to us? I was like, oh my God. And I'm like, hold hey, on to this guy. And then I'd walk another step and sink. I was exhausted. Like, and we walked this one flat and he wasn't sinking. I'm like, I don't understand how you don't sink and I sink. Yeah. And it was the weirdest thing. And then I'd walk and I kept sinking and it was, I was just seriously exhausted. Right. He's all, amigo, they're coming, they're coming. Come on, come on. And I, you know, try to get over there. I have to get on my knees to get out of the sand. And I got up there. I'm sweating. It's just a mess. And then he's all, cast, cast. And I cast and then I blow him up or something. Horrible cast, yeah. right? And they'd take off and then he'd be watching and they'd circle back around. And then I somehow made a, a good cast in that direction and I stripped it right and they the somehow perp, this guy's freaking <laughs> casting, casting legend so the, the somehow I got one out there <laughs> the permit actually grabbed it it yeah, was awesome and then it was sick. on and then you should like, we got it on film the guide was flipping out because yeah. right? he got two on his boat the same day awesome. yeah. and so the conch shell comes out <laughs> Awesome. You guys can imagine how I cool wonder it, right? if each one of them has a little different tone and sounds so they right. can tell who it is, you know. <laughs> this guy's name was P.O. He was awesome. He was oh, super funny. Bitching. But so then um, it was time to go in. It was like 4 o'clock right after I caught that fish. So we go in, and I'm thinking like. No big deal. No big deal. Everybody caught some fish, you know. Everybody yeah. caught one and everything, you know. We walk up the dock, and everybody's sitting there. We're kind of like the last ones in. And they're, how'd you guys do? And, and the guy I was with goes, oh, we caught we caught permit. And the, the the look on some of those faces are like, you guys got permit? No way! Oh, yeah. I'm like, what's the big deal? I thought a lot of people. I thought everybody was going to catch one or something, you know. And uh, and then I threw it. I got a Jack Gravel too. You got a Jack too? You know, and they were all tripping on it. But eventually, through the whole week, everybody got one. Oh, bitchin'. so it was cool. And then yeah. they, amazing trip. Yeah, yeah. And you get to put your. They have like a, a stencil where you can uh, airbrush a. A permit and put your name on like this a little wall of little, fame yeah it's really yeah. cool that's a good idea for a, for a big browns just do yeah here right russ and uh, rob and dave david oh david, david, david and russ david and russ david there russ. you go so one more one more story so okay. so i had caught my permit and i was like let's catch uh i don't care what it is let's go catch uh uh tarpon let's go catch bonefish you yeah. know and you can catch um barracuda or whatever and so, okay, we're going to go catch uh, bonefish. And so we go to this lagoon and do, we go through these mangroves 
like you know and he's having to like if the branches are coming down on top of us we're having to lay down in the boat right. and all this stuff and we come out in this lagoon that's like away from the ocean you know and we're in this lagoon and we're cruising around and he's all let's get out amigo and so i get out with one of the the other guides you know not the main guide and we're walking he's all hey if you see me running back to the boat you try to you you run faster than me. Oh, no. I'm like, why? He's oh, there's alligators, <laughs> crocodiles, and uh, I'm like, you're kidding me. So no. the whole time I'm casting, I'm like, like looking behind me and everything, and I'm just tripping, like you know. I mean, seriously, that's kind of trippy. It's out of our world. Yeah, we don't know that world. And so um, he's all, um, all right, amigo. Let's uh, we I fished for like a half an hour or something in this one spot, and I was tripping the whole time. And then he starts running, like back to the boat, and he's like, ah! <laughs> and I swear, <laughs> my heart dropped, man. I, I'm like, oh my god, he's laughing. They're all laughing, you know. They're all, oh my god, yeah. What a trippy place, man. Awesome. Yeah, it was cool. We 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 actually uh, flew into Cancun, and then it's five hours south to. Like, it's like going back in time. It's just, everything's clean too. Right. Which was really neat. Um, the water's crystal clear. And then you, we actually fished in Belize. So you actually um, go a little bit further south and you go into Belize waters. And so you're like fishing those like kind of flats and stuff too, which is kind of awesome. cool. But what a cool experience. Yeah. Something so different out of your world. Yeah. It was really neat, man. And, uh, you know, using... Uh, eight nine and ten weight rods and it's all floating lines okay you know which is kind of kind of cool super, super shallow water nice yeah pretty neat it's got to wear some people out casting those nine and ten weights oh dude all you sleep long. good at night for yeah. sure let let's transition to our local salt and talk about your trip yeah. uh the other day in Ventura. oh yeah yeah so that was yesterday yesterday <laughs> boom time <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I did, a, a got it's a couple guys, um, from Long Beach yesterday, um, in Ventura and they came up and, uh, the waves were, you know, the tide was high, um, right about eight o'clock, which was, which was fine. Um, we had an outgoing tide, but, um, the waves were, you know, pretty gnarly at first, you know, and, and kind of pounding the beach pretty good and. And uh, we found a couple of places where we could go where there were some holes. And um, one was called Overhead, which is a really cool spot. It has a, like a little reef there and some holes and stuff. And uh, we got a couple fish there. And then um, the tide started going out, and I knew a place over. It's called the South Jetty over by the Ventura Harbor. And the day before, I saw this big giant hole there about the, about the same time. And so we went over there, and these guys... Um, we're pretty exhausted from the from the waves and stuff. In this spot, there was no waves. It was just a, oh, they're the, all the waves were breaking out far, and then it would just reform, and it was just this be big, beautiful blue hole. Cool. And it was just full of um, surf perch, so that was cool. We kind of ended the day there. Great. It was kind of fun. Well, what, what fly were you using? Um, the, uh, Ryan's Krabby Patty that he tied up for us. Yeah, that that's, was, uh, that's a good one. Paul, Paul Cronin? Kevin Green. Kevin Green. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's the yeah. Krabby Paul, Paul Patty. Paul Cronin's the, the Merkin. Yeah. My bad. That's Kevin Green's Mis fly. Misinformation. You know. Sorry, Kevin. Let's hear your guys' saltwater story with Vaughn. Oh, man. Uh, We've gone twice, twice. Yeah. in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, the first time we went out, um, 
it was really good. We got into these flurries where all of a sudden, like I was just catching a whole bunch at a time. Robbie's getting a few drifting down the break wall. And then it switched where all of a sudden he was getting a whole bunch and I was picking at a few. And was, it was and let me jump in real quick. Yeah. It was kind of odd because normally we fish the evening, but Vaughn wanted to go out in the morning and, and dark. And normally it's better when the sun goes down and it's darker. It's true. The fish kind of turn on a little more. Uh, so we started first thing in the morning, like four, five in the morning. It was four thirty ish. Yeah, we left. We left at four thirty, so we probably started fishing around five or so. Completely dark, slow pickings yeah, for for was. a while, and then it wasn't until the sun came up that we started getting into those flurries. So it was kind of a, a little yeah. flip for us that it was the bite was better with the light, and it was just solid fish all day with them. Heard all during our session. Yeah, um, all like nice medium grade fish. It was really fun. It was excellent. Yeah. And then we went out again a week later. Yeah, we did. And the, same, you guys fishing the yeah. break wall again. Same. Yep. And we went out in the morning again and uh, slow bite again, but we caught a few early. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of just picking at them all day slow. And he worked hard for us. And well, actually, I should say we got bites all day. So many short strikes and yep. non hookups. It was like one of those days where they're slashing at your. Uh, stimmy and slamming it but you're not hooking them and mm-hmm. and he worked hard he moved us all over that harbor on the inside now to get us just you know we got yeah. a handful of fish to the yeah. boat um and hooked a couple real good ones but oh. we each lost them that were you know three four pounds they weren't huge but a nice three That's four good. pound fish yeah Those are good. okay so, strong yep. so it was a, it was a good session but we just didn't get we didn't have a lot to show for it yeah, yeah. so we got a lot of bites he worked hard for us and we just mm-hmm. didn't get a lot in and my tip when you're out there, do not eat potato chips and then try to strip in fish with your line. <laughs> um, that line will slip right out of your hands. And it hop, often happens right when the big one hits. You got your greasy fingers, so watch out for that. <laughs> so uh, tell everybody how you guys are fishing that, like against the break wall. Vaughn holds the boat. And yeah, he'll run the boat parallel to the break wall, and we'll cast into the jetty. Mm-hmm. And your line, we got the sinking tip line and heavy flies. And they will crawl there where we try and crawl them down the jetty. So we'll cast as far as we can and then try and walk it down the big jetty rocks and then retrieve past that. And a lot of times those big fish are hanging in the jetty or in the kelp just right outside it. And it can be a lot of fun. And they just hammer your fly so you have to hang on and they'll want to go right back in the kelp or right back in the rocks. Yeah. So you just can't give them anything. And like Ryan said, he had the little slip on his hand, boom, it was gone. So fun. Yeah, so it's a lot of just casting and retrieving, casting and retrieving. Yeah. And it's all you feel every hit, every little tug. It's great. When I went with when when it's on, they're like just anywhere else, you know, there's a boatload of fish. There's so many you fish you can't even believe it. There's so many fish and it's almost every cast you're getting hit. And then other times, you know, you're working for them. And then even on the slow days, there's still plenty of fish to be caught. Yeah. So that that's what a fantastic fishery it is. When I went with you guys, we went at dusk. Yeah, exactly. And, and it got dark, and it still was like pretty easy to see. I thought a yeah. lot, especially yeah. that harbor has a lot of yeah. lights. We yeah. are on the inside yeah. of the harbor, very well lit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's so fun. It is a lot of fun. What a great fishery, man. Yeah, yep. it yeah. is, and not a lot of people are out there. Yeah, yeah. So let's end with uh, any any music you guys want to share that you've been listening to or anything. Wow, I'm always listening to Rob's um, Pandora, mm-hmm. 
And then also one of the great things for us deadheads out there, there is uh, an archive. What's the archive? Internet archives. Internet archives. And they do more than just dead. Like I can uh, look up old baseball games and they'll have them. You can listen to old broadcasts. That's fun. But the great thing about the dead is they taped everything, not only themselves, but all the taper freaks out there. <laughs> and you can look up almost any show and there's a tape of it. And some of them are audience tapes. Some are soundboards. And so Robbie will play a lot of those and um, through his stereo and I'll listen to those. Um, so that's really nice. And we just love that because you can listen to whole shows and you can look up ones that you went to or other ones you didn't. And, um, it's a great resource out there. It's really nice for us deadheads. And then <laughs> um, let's see. Let's see. What have we been hearing the most? Um, Billy Strings. Robbie's gotten his rotation a lot. Yeah. Um, he's a great little picker and songwriter. Uh-huh. Um, and there's always some jazz going on. Yeah. Um, so what do you got, Robbie? No, nothing real new lately. It's kind of, yeah. you know, going through the same rotation. Yeah. I went to a show. Nice. Oh, yeah. How was that? First time in a long be, time. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, this, uh, my client the other day, uh, he's all, um, he's all, uh, I'm going to a show, um, tomorrow night. And I'm like, where are you going, man? So I'm going to, Buck Owens Crystal Palace. I'm like, who's playing? He's all Larry Carlton. No oh, way. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I said, I'm going to go too, man. So yeah. me and Kelly. How I got old is he? 75. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. He's not too old yet. Yeah. No. And <laughs> dude, if you, if you there's guys, a certain point where, you know, stuff drops off for certain people. Yeah. And we've, cause we've seen a ton Those guys up in their eighties, legendary and, jazz musicians yeah. as they yeah. grow older, you know, yeah. and 75 still, a lot of people still have it. Oh, he's got it. Yeah. So, um, if, if you've never seen a show, have you guys been to the Buckle? Never been there. So you guys have seen a lot of shows. I've seen a lot of shows. I've played in a lot of venues. The Buck Owens Crystal Palace is sound system. Even Larry Carlton commented. He's wow. Like, this place is awesome. Rad. You yeah. know, he was just like commenting. He's touring all over the place. Oh right? yeah. He's playing he's some play, he's played terrible everywhere. places. <laughs> so Buck Owens created this club for himself. You know, as you play there apparently like on Monday nights and Thursday nights or whatever. But the place you go in, there's not a bad seat in the house. Cool. It's a it's a dinner hall. It's kind of round. Yeah. And then they have a bal- uh, two balconies, and it, they all look down on the stage. And the stage is, you know, like, you know, almost four feet tall. You know, and then there's cool. like a big dance floor. But at Larry's show, it was all tables going up. You know. Yeah. And he um, he played stuff from uh, Steely Dan when he was in Steely yeah. Dan, um, the Crusaders. Um, he had a, his son is this young kid and it's his bass and he's the bass player. And so he's, he started commenting about his son and he's all dad, keep up, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of cool. He had a, a horn section. You know, the guys are all yeah. super good. The band, super tight, yeah. the band was awesome yeah. and the sound was incredible. It was really cool Neat. to go there. If you ever guys, you guys ever get a chance to see a show at yeah. uh, Buck Owens Crystal Palace in Bakersfield, it's right. pretty, pretty amazing place. They have a car in the side of the wall over the bar. Yeah. Like this old Chevy that's like mounted sideways. Or it's so cool. I think it's a Chevy. I hope I didn't say that wrong, but some kind of really cool car that's yeah. mounted in the. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I've been, uh, I, I went to that. Um, I've been listening to a, a bass player uh, named Jocko Pistorius quite a bit. 
Guy's uh, phenomenal, huh? Yeah. So I like I like that. My my bass player phenomenal. He's like one of the he's the like best. one of the <laughs> top two ever yeah. electric bass players. Um Bruce, um my my bass player, he's he's been listening to him for years and years yeah. and years, but he kinda turned me on to him a long time ago, but I've been listening to him quite a bit. Um what a great musician for sure. Yeah. What else? Anything else? I got something. We oh, always yeah. talk about musicians. Um, yeah. What about lyricists? Who who do you like for lyrics? Oh my gosh, for lyrics. Oh, that's a good question. Oh man, I like. I've always liked Jim Morrison's lyrics. You know his uh, his lyrics are kind of uh, interesting yeah. yet trippy. Yep. But um, I don't know. I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. Yeah, I kind of just he, threw that he out kinda, there, but... Yeah, he kind of um, for sure. I was a big Doors fan when I was a kid, for sure. Yeah. And Ray Manzarek, the, the keyboard player, was my favorite keyboard player, still cool. is. Um, what about you guys? What do you got, Robbie? Um, always Robert Hunter is our number one the, um, songwriter with Jerry Garcia. And oh. then uh, uh, Bob Dylan was a oh, huge yeah, influence yeah. as well yeah. that, we, that we've always loved. Um, Van Morrison, and fantastic lyricist. Mm -hmm. uh, Willie Nelson. Writes mm -hmm. incredible songs. So he's great songwriter. Willie Nelson's one of my top songwriters. He, Robbie, you said this the other day, he might be the best like love songwriter. Oh my God, there's so many where of them. He will bring you the thrills of love and down to the deepest gut wrenching despairs of love. And it's not corny. Awesome. It's and never it's corny. corny. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And then yeah. he happens to be one of the great, you know, fabulous guitar pickers too out there. Yeah, so yeah. I'm yeah. going to throw Willie out there for one of my top songwriters. Yeah. And Dylan, you know, is just a man. Absolutely. And whether he speaks to you or not, he's just, the volume of work he has is incredible. But Robert Hunter is the one that, you know, Jerry's partner that's always spoke to us the most. Right on. Yeah. Well, right on, guys. That's the uh, Kern River Fly Shop Guide Roundtable. And uh, let me make sure I got this thing. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Say... Bye, you guys. We'll Thank you guys. you guys. See you All next right. time.